Big Fat Juicy, the choice is yours. Quarter past seven, and if that didn't just make your day, then hmm, who knows what will. Taylor Swift and Shake It Off, if there'd been a video here in the studio, you would have seen us all leaping up and down, the girls doing it as only they know how, shaking off the bad and bringing in the good. So our first story of the day, oh, I'm a little bit out of breath. <laughs> I'm so unfit. So our first story of the day is one that's like really actually quite an interesting one because as they say, a rolling stone gathers no moss and yet this moss seems to be gathering interest and engagement. Is it moss? I don't even know. What is moss exactly? On the line is Dr. Melissa Bunzaya davids She's a postdoctoral fellow at the University of the Western Cape and assistant curator of marine invertebrates at the Zico South African Museum. Dr. Bunzaya davids thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle, and the listeners. Hi. So if we start off with the question of moss, animal species, is moss an animal? What is moss? So in the early 19th century or 18th century, they actually found that these these um, specimens looked like plants. Yeah. So later, when they got microscopes working, or at least when they started um, yeah, using microscopes, yeah. They found out that these are actually animals. So they they called them moss animals yeah. or sea mats as the other common name because they grow onto shells, they grow onto onto rocks almost like moss does. Okay, so what we're talking about here just for absolute clarity is we're talking about little sea tiny sea animals which they thought was like a sea moss but is in fact as you say a little animal. Correct, yes, and it's a colonial animal. So they build up of all these tiny little individuals. Yeah. And yeah, they they make up a colony and this colony looks like a plant, it looks like moss. Um, but in fact if you look a bit deeper and with the trained eye, you will see that it that there are animals. So what's interesting is uh, what tells us actually what they are is uh, the word that they are derived from, which is the Greek word bryozoan. Tell us what bryozoan means. So bryo in Greek, as you already uh, mentioned where it comes from, bryo means moss and zoa means animal. So many scientists, especially back in the day when they started naming these, these species, were very clear as to normally what they are. So in this case, moss animals is one of those groups where you can clearly see just deriving from the word that they are animals and they look like moss, so you put the two words together. You say that they look like moss, but obviously this is radio. So just give us a little bit more of an insight as to if I was going to go diving underwater, and would I be diving only in the sea or could I find them in freshwater as well? There are very few species that, that you find in freshwater and they look very different from the ones in the sea, but majority of them do occur in the sea habitat. If you go to the intertidal areas when yeah. the when the tide is out, yeah. you'll be able to see many of them, but just to to um, to warn you that without a trained eye and without me really showing you the difference or, yeah. or anyone that's, that's trained for that matter, you would likely not see the difference that well. So you would walk on onto the intertidal areas yeah. and you'll likely see a, a bush. And this bush looks like algae. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I can't even explain it any further, mainly because 
it really looks like a bush. And if you see the entrasting species, and those are the ones you call sea mats, yeah. um, they will also look like moss. It's only when you, when you really look deeper and also um, using a microscope that you would see that they are indeed animals. I must say I was intrigued to, to see that they are one of the earliest, earliest, earliest life forms. Tell us uh, how far back they go, because they go further back, if I'm not mistaken, than dinosaurs, the early dinosaurs. They do go far back earlier than the dinosaurs. They are over 500, well, they've, they've been on Earth for over 500 million years. So it's definitely, surely something in the evolutionary history happened where the, the environment was favorable for them to actually continue up until where you find them now. And they obviously became much more diverse. There are studies that have shown that some of the classes within the, the bryzo or phylum have also evolved, ha- had an had a event in the, in, the, in the evolutionary history where they evolved separate, um, separately as well. Melissa, why are they important to us? I mean, obviously, they would, I would imagine they would be able to tell us uh, if there's pollution, climate change, etc. But how do we actually see that? And why are they important? So, bryozoa falls within the broader group of marine invertebrates. And marine invertebrates is a very important ecological group with, within our, our sea, or in, or in fact, any ecosystem for that matter. Marine invertebrates are filter feeders, most of them, including bryozoa. They are complete filter feeders. In other words, they, um, they have water that they push through their little mouth, and they catch particles with, with their tentacles, and many of these organic parts or, or, or particles would then be dis- they would then um, eat or ingest that. But further than just using carbon or like or organic matter to really um, to filter the ocean, really as the broader marine invertebrate group does, they are also very important in seeing ecological changes when it comes mm. to pollution. So some species favor certain certain conditions and that may be because of a certain element that's in the water um, some invasive species would come would would come from overseas or wherever through the through the hulls of ships and they would settle here and because of the conditions that are so favorable they start colonizing our coastline and also competing with our local species and just another point that they're also quite important for they have a a biochemical that they produce called bryostatin-1 and that's been very, very um, advantages in, fi- in finding a cure for cancer. So they are good with clinical trials um, using the bryostatin-1 and yeah, so there's quite a few things that these bryozoa animals can do but within the broader group, group of marine invertebrates they do play a huge e- ecological role. Dr. Melissa Bunzaya-Davids, a postdoctoral fellow at the University of the Western Cape, telling us about these little bryozoans. And there we are, learning something new from someone different.